you know, civil asset forfeiture and, you know, trying to put down the whole um, marijuana, you know, legalization, whatever, everything going on there. But that doesn't all, that, none of that matters. Okay. Sessions is gone. Okay. Hallelujah. Happy retirement to you, Mr. Sessions. And I believe that these people, honest to goodness, my theory is that all of them had control files that they had to perform jobs. Now, I believe this about Sessions. I believe it about most of these people. And um, they have been developing these control files for decades, okay? And so we have layers to this cabal, okay? Hello. Of who has done the most disgusting things versus who has maybe done, you know, some gross things that are, you know, people could forgive them for over time, but they still don't want out in the public, right? So this, in the reality of, if you get into Congress, they're going to come for you, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, what's that Liam Neeson movie, Taken, right? They're going to come for you, and it's true. They're going to come for you if you get in Congress, okay? First it's going to be APAC, then it's going to be another thing, it's going to be another thing. And if you don't play, it's like if the, our Congress is run like a mafia because it is a political class, a... Um, a, uh, a First of all, they're all related. Let's get that in our heads. That it is the uh, nepotism of the satanic network. You have to be in a satanic family to get into the schools. And then from the elite schools... They're fed into the government for these lifer jobs where they get all these benefits and they can make money basically, you know, whether they are in there or out of there as lobbyists or brokering deals or whatever. That's on one level. And then on another level, I'm going to tell you that many of these people have been replaced. I think we're dealing with doubles of a lot of people, especially if they have all this incriminating evidence on people. I think we're looking at doubles, whether you believe in cloning or not. I'm thinking that a lot, a lot of our, our people that are in government have been replaced. And I will be backing that up with some statements. We never know who the heck we're looking at. We'll get in on that later. Back to you are free. A brotherhood, a secret society. Hello. Uh, literally that they will come for you to perform. And if you don't perform, they are going to... Um, perform against the interests of humanity. At you, right? Cynthia McKinney was so good, the ex-congresswoman from Georgia, at showing us how that happens. But, but beyond that, even if you're... They think, you know, even if you pretend to be their friends, they still set you up, Okay. Um, and the fun times, ooh, ooh, we're going to have parties and things. They set you up, and then they get their control file on. It's like the Dave Chappelle moment. And right when they're about to either do the carrot thing or whatever, oh, let's eat these hors d'oeuvres. And then you're looking at it, and it could be fingers. It could, you know, it might be kids. That's what they're doing. Whatever discretions you do, that's the way it works. Okay, so they'll either make up stuff about you and do it that way or they'll do it another way so there's multi-layers of control files some of them are Mossad run you know British Crown run uh, Australia I mean it's everybody they're all doing it and the reason they do it is because our entire government is run like a um, mafia so 
as we have Matt Whitaker take over AG, okay, I know that um, American Intelligence Media came out saying he's SES, and I understand that, I get it. Um, but I think there's layers of these control files of who is doing what in this, um, this reorganization of our, um, of our government. Yes. And that's what I want to focus on in this video. Okay, so say you're somebody like Hillary Clinton or, you know, Barack Obama or, no. uh, you know, these multi-layered people. And you've done really disgusting things that, that go way far and beyond anything that you might be able to do truth and reconciliation over, okay? Because there could be a program of truth and reconciliation already in progress that we don't know about that's happening now. That we have people that are have lesser crimes, okay? Maybe somebody like Jeff Sessions, um, where, you know, he said, I want to protect my family, and I believe in America. Like, I, 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 I didn't want to be a total whatever I literally uh, was caught up in this or that or I see things differently now which happens as people grow and change Hello. and progress um, you know depending on the, so the, the social and political circumstances that you're in at the time it's possible that people's characters could evolve and change when they're presented with possibilities that aren't total uh, you know uh, the treason <laughs> okay the way our government has been running for the last 30 years well, 70, 80, 100 years. But if you look at what might have been presented to many people in the last several years of, guess what, we're going to take the country back. This is your control file. We know what you're up to. What do you want? How do you want to play this, right? And so some people, they're going to approach, and those people will say, yeah, I'm on board. I, I would like to preserve my reputation. I would like I would like for things to be good. I didn't never wanted it to be disgusting in the first place and I got caught up in this scenario. Please, how do I be part of your change of this situation of our government, of our country to restore the republic? And so that could be sessions thing. All right, maybe he did what he was appointed to do behind the scenes. Now he has retired and now we have Matt Riddick, uh, Matt Whitaker put in who who has literally been involved in this um, citizen-run organization called FACT that is all about transparency and public accountability for officials. Uh, so maybe he is SES, we don't know. Maybe his control file is tiny. You know, maybe he had some small transgressions in his short SES career, we don't know, okay? Um, but I'm gonna look further into what American intelligence media is saying about him and get back to you about this. But um, it's very interesting because I think what's at stake is the fact that um, with him there, we have all these blocked requests, right? These blocked requests, okay, by the House um, that had to do with the FISA um, documents, okay? Um, in fact, the, the organization that Whitaker works so closely with has been very closely connected to ju judicial wash, uh, <laughs> wash, Judicial watch, also <laughs> Judicial trying to get the same documents. Okay, so they're all trying to get the same documents released to do with the Hillary email server, to do with the FISA documents. Okay, the FISA. FISA relates to absolute treason by the highest levels of government in the uh, Obama administration, all the way down through um, into the early stages of, as we know, the Trump administration. It's FISA Gate, right? Now, 
So everybody's freaking out. Like we have the Q-sters like, oh my God, Q's evil. It's wrong. It's awful. We have Alex Jones saying, see, Q is wrong. It's evil. Sessions resigned. Sessions isn't good. All this stuff. And I just want to say, put my two cents in that I think it's all a bunch of like, you know, relax, everybody, you know, like it's it's a distraction. And um, I'm going to warn you people about taking InfoWars too seriously. As I've told you before, some of the correspondents that they have, like Mike Cernovich, have um, set up traps for truthers, uh, like regarding the James Gunn thing that luckily was diffused. His name is Cernovich, like CERN, the machine that goes back and changes titles of things like Bernstein Bears. So that's giving you an idea of the um, the way that information is misrepresented through them. I don't know if InfoWars is connected to Mossad. I don't know. I view it as entertainment. I enjoy Alex Jones, but I'm not going to stop looking at the Q information because of what he says or anything like that. I'm looking at everybody's information and I'm listening to everybody. This is bigger than taking sides or being a fangirl or boy of anyone. Back I mean, to you, free. Lots of people and patriots coming out saying, you know what, we need to truth and reconciliation for patriots to retake this country. Now, I believe that's what's happening behind the scenes. I believe that there are multiple levels of control files and that the people that are the most disgusting, that literally there's no way they could ever pay for their crimes um, to do good at this point. They're the ones that are fighting tooth and nail, okay? That's why we have people like Eric Holder coming out on Twitter saying, this is a red line, okay, now that Matt Whitaker will not um, step back, you know, that he will not recuse himself from the Mueller investigation. He plans to oversee it, as is his job as attorney general, right? They're turning the tables, folks. Okay. They never needed the House. Trump never went out there trying to support the people in the House. Okay, that was clear. He went out to support full bore the Senate. And we got the Senate, okay? We have POTUS-supported Senate. This is what will prevent impeachment. It will support uh, uh, the putting in judges, okay, for what? Oh, prosecutions. And it will also um, support other things. You know, for instance, we won't have the Kavanaugh thing happen again. We have Ruth Bader Ginsburg falling today or yesterday, uh, breaking or fracturing three ribs. Um, we don't know what will happen with her. She's 85 years old. It's quite like... Oh, what I was saying is um, if, if Trump gets to replace Bader Ginsburg, if he puts like a black woman in, like maybe a real black woman, that would be... Uh, that would shut down a whole lot of Democrats. And I think the black community might take notice Everything, if that happened. talk about it. And, uh, you know, if I know about it, everybody knows about it. That That's important, so it doesn't really matter. But Eric Holder in Twitter, this is a red line. Let, we're calling out all of our um, Red October people to come out and do protests, do crazy th- stuff. So we had... What happened at uh, Tucker Carlson's house early this morning where we had protesters there uh, saying we know where you sleep and all this stuff, right? We have Jim Acosta being uh, his his press pass revoked. I love that. Um, It was funny. Somebody told me uh, yesterday 
that we had Goldfish Report, uh, the wonderful woman who does Goldfish Report was in the press house, that she was able to be uh, in the White House, in the press uh, in the press box. I think that's amazing. Isn't wow. That People, independent media. And I Let's think take that it back, y'all. The thing here. Okay, Jim Acosta, he's constantly super obnoxious. Um, he's uh, involved in a massive uh, corrupt operation with Mockingbird Media of CNN. He literally defies everything that you do at the White House press conference uh, by refusing to give up the microphone. And then when he's called <laughs> out on it, uh, they're trying to say Trump set him up. It was Trump's fault that Jim Acosta was such a rude, awful... It's like karaoke people that don't want to give up the mic. Um, dude, it's time. Freedom. This person, that person, you know, that's not what's important. What's important is your, uh, is our um, participation level, our engagement level. Not to the extent that we're like staring at the fishbowl that we can get the rest of everything going on around us, like our amazing world that we live in, our gorgeous planet that we live on, the fact that we need to grow food to support our families, um, all the stuff, that's, that's the biggest reality, is living in our daily lives. But worrying about, oh, Q was wrong, InfoWars says now Q is... this. Since when do we listen to InfoWars? a long time, decades. Um, he's been in the giant ball game, but we don't know how long he might be involved in this Truth and Reconciliation program. I do believe that there is, and I don't mean to convince you of that, from everything I've been studying over the years and watching the developments of this, it does appear as these people pop up and as these things come into place that there is a reconciliation program going on that I, I think that there was maybe a... Uh, we talk about red lines with Eric Holder saying, this is a red line that Matt Whitaker won't you know step back from... From. I just have a question. If they're reptilian, what, what kind of jail are they going to? That can hold them. I don't know. Trump. Okay. <laughs> and you see that he, uh, What are they going to do when they start going through withdrawal? They're like, we want some fingers. And the, they, they, they don't go, they get his chicken fingers. Like, what he they? was a, you know, he had to work amongst gangsters, okay, for decades. It's absolutely true. You can't deny. We're not getting our vitamins in or whatever. New York City, the worst city in the world for mobster real estate. That's just reality. And he was into it. He was into it. And he was good at it. Okay. And he played all of it, all of it together off the scenes. And he knows how it all works. Okay. But the difference there is we get to have somebody say, if you think of the Rothschilds, for instance, and how they worked countries against each other. And this went over the course of centuries to do with conglomerating yes. this uh, fake financial system that stretched across uh, countries, massive areas, okay, and, and, and that they managed to stretch almost across the entire world to the point where they now expected that it was going to be um, finished off, okay? The globalists were supposed to finish off this Federal Reserve System for the remaining countries that didn't have it in this, these, these few years that we're living in. It was supposed to be finished off. And so, you know, that was the seven countries in seven years, plus, you know, the few other smaller countries that still didn't have a federal reserve. That was supposed to be taken care of. You think of the Rothschild families, the bloodlines, thinking throughout years, how do we accomplish this global financial tyranny on all of humanity, right? 
And then you dial it back and you think of Trump. And you think, you think of somebody with a mind like his, right? And I will credit Alex Jones for calling it the Trump dimension, right? Because it's true. <laughs> or you can say for Q, it's 5D chess. Whatever way. Yeah, I don't know why these people fight with each other. Are they just two puppets of the same hand? Is it the Trump? Is Trump just, you know, waving them? Is You're really freestyled. Who cares? I don't know. All I know is that I love freedom, and I'm going to keep talking about it. Good. So Trump, you know, if he is what he's done, there's no way you can deny that Trump is a brilliant person. Okay. He's Plus checkmate he has now. Amazing characteristics of charisma and seeing a giant big picture operating on a very large scale. So say you have, you're operating on that same level as say the Rothschild bankster, um, uh, you know, globalist bloodline thing, but you're doing it for good and you're doing it maybe for God and you're doing it for your there own you go. Uh, desire to be good and that you- We are blessed. We are blessed to have somebody who is positioned the way that Trump appears to be. We're, we're blessed on the inside, but outside enough to, to not be a part of that and to try to set things right. Of humanity, in the press conference yesterday, we had Trump say, these people are sick, right? That's what he says a lot. These people are sick. And then he said, um, you know, I love this country. And he said, and I love the world. And I think that's true, I do. And I think that there is this desire to work this massive scale of control files, people who they can bring in to this revamping, okay, of our country um, and who they can't, okay? People are totally globalist, Luciferian, that's it. And um, so if there's somebody like Matt Whitaker, right, maybe he has been SES, maybe he still is, you know, um, uh, maybe they said, hey, Matt, you know, you also supposedly want transparency, you want, uh, you know, ethics and public service, what's your deal, how can we bring you in, how, you know, maybe he's been working behind the scenes this whole time, and if the FISA the rest of those documents get released. FISA will destroy the house. Okay, so if the rest of the FISA documents are released, okay, if um, if we have uh, literally the declassification, um, it will destroy the house. So bring us Nancy Pelosi, who can barely string sentences together without just reciting what Trump has already done and trying to claim it like it has to do with <laughs> Democrats. Um, I think she's forgotten what side she's on sometimes. I think she's listening She's listening to independent media so much. <laughs> I think she's like, she's, she's, she's taking our yes, stuff. She's I'm taking sure. our material. People, we, nobody forgets, okay, what everything about the evidence of, you know, just look at him in the pictures with, with Buck, right? With Buck um, in California of that, that hotel that we all remember so clearly. Um, you know, just think of Maxine Waters. Just think of that black card. Remember the black card uh, with those weird funds uh, that were being accessed by groups in relation to the church that she's so part of? Um, you know, nobody is going to forget the massive crimes of these people in comparison. 
and they're not going to win. It's simple as that. So that's my two cents. Don't freak out Custers. Don't freak out anybody. Alex Jonesers, uh, Patriots, people who love liberty, people that could give a crap about all those names, but just literally in our hearts are wanting to elevate spiritually and, uh, and, and just be good people. Um, don't worry about the divisions. This is all about liberty right now. And um, I think it's an amazing, great thing that we have um, this wonderful turn of the tide right now. Don't worry about the house. The house is going, they're going to bury themselves in the house, the Dems, okay? Senate's where it's at. And, you know, we had uh, General Mattis doubling down today saying, I have no intention of leaving the White House. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You know, perfect. Same as yesterday with, you know, oh, Jeff Sessions is resigned, <laughs> fired, whatever you want to call it. Time to go, Jeff. They say it's fired because they want to cause this ruckus, which is happening now with the red line, with Eric Holder, former AG, kick them when they're low, uh, Holder, right? Kick them when they're low, Holder, you know? Um, yeah, no worries, people. It's all under control. And the thing is, um, it's all about liberty. Uh, people say the 11-11 doesn't matter. We don't know. Okay, it's coming up. It's Veterans Day. There has been the giant reset talk. Will, you know, Trump, you know, make some gold back bonds to save the pensions, right, in this country? There's so much that could be happening. There's so much that's coming. I believe in it. I do. And mostly I believe in us. I believe in we, the people. That's the most important part is that we do our part. We get out there, we're growing our veggies, we're fighting uh, chemtrails, we're fighting uh, you oh, know, the destruction of our health through fake medicine, through false uh, claims that uh, they should take our money to give us uh, bad medicine that kills us. We're, we're just saying no to all the crap. We're waking and, it up. Um, that's what I like about President Trump is um, his common sense approach and um, when he's BSing, it's always easy to see and to tell. And so I don't, we don't need to worry about that. We only need to worry about us getting busy and getting active. Because if Q is right, isn't right, or this is right, or it doesn't matter. Right, people, it, that all happens on a computer. That doesn't matter. What happens is out here in the real life, in real things between people and what's going on around us. So stay safe this afternoon if they do start this ridiculous moveon.org and all these other ridiculous uh, things coming up. I'm more interested to see, well, and just wanted to mention, Gab is back up online, uh -uh. got back up after they tried to pin that synagogue uh, shooting on Gab. Um, that They're back online, and of course we have the new shooting in California in Thousand Oaks, I'm not going to go there. You know how I am. I keep rattling on and on at the end of these videos, but oh, there's still so much to say. But this one was just going to be kind of just a, just a rant today because I really believe that um, I'm, you know, while I'm not excited that Trump announced he's going to run in 2020 again with Pence, um, what else would he say when he's asked that? Of course right. he's going to say that. Will that be true? I hope not. Um, I don't a lot trust can Pence change. Never have. Um, anyway. I will stop reading my notes so that I don't keep going on. Folks, you are free. If you like the channel want to support us, we've got links below. Weaving. Supporter. And I can see your growth, girl. I see your growth. This is great. 
We're all growing. It's fantastic. Keep up the fight, y'all. Kyle Powers are you. I just love it when people keep their reports brief and to the point. Here we go. Kyla Powers Radio. Uncovering the truth with X-22 Report. Let's go in. And comfy retirement. If you would like to join... Yeah, you can buy if you're a supporter of Trump. Now, got coins we know the central it. bank system is coming to an end because it doesn't last that long. Throughout history... The central bank system was only designed to last 40 to 45 years, and that is it. Yes, they can continually print, they can continually create the currency, but eventually what's going to happen, the system breaks down. And you really can't do anything to stop it. It gets worse and worse as time goes on. In the beginning, everyone feels great because there's inflation. There's not that much debt. All of a sudden, home prices, wages, they just boom, they shoot up. And then eventually what happens, it starts to slow a little bit, slow a bit, and then when you come to the end phase, everything turns around. So what we're seeing right now is increased financial instability. And we're starting to see that this creation of currency, it is all coming to an end. Now, remember, the idea that it's impossible for a government to go bust is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the mainstream media, the central banks, they want you to believe this, where they say, like, all we have to do is create more currency. No problems. We can never go bust. Well, look at countries from the past. Look at Argentina. Look at Germany. Look at Zimbabwe. Look at all of these countries. And if you go further back in time, you'll find some more. They've always gone bust. And what we're seeing is a complete and utter destruction of the entire system. And what central banks like to do is when the whole system starts to fall apart, they like to go from one fiat system to another. Now, I know people call it fiat, fiat. I'm just going to use fiat right now. Me too, I like Because it. a lot of people agree with fiat and a lot of people don't agree with fiat. But I'm <laughs> seeing that you can pronounce it both ways. <laughs> so right now, what we're seeing is that the central bank wanted us to move from one fiat system to another. That is always their plan. The new plan is not that. The new plan is to have a people's system where the people create their own currency. Maybe it'll be backed by gold. Maybe gold will be in the background to give confidence to people. Now, Alistair McLeod, he wrote this great article, and it's titled The End of the Nanny State and What Happens to Prices When Gold is Money. Let me just read a portion of this to get an idea of how things are going to change. When gold is money and bank credit is eliminated, trade imbalances cannot arise. This is to say cross-border purchases cannot be financed by credit, other perhaps than self-extinguishing trade finance specifically for the purpose of trade settlement. Imports, including oil and other commodities, have to be paid for an aggregated basis by exports. It is for this reason that trade imbalances cannot occur between nations settling their trade with sound money. The implication is that most commodity speculation in fiat money economies is eliminated with gold because speculation, whether it be backed by lines of credit or in futures, which ultimately are backed by credit, becomes severely restricted. Speculation cannot be eliminated entirely because there is nothing to stop two parties from entering into a wager without the services of a credit-issuing banker. Therefore, destabilizing price trends are less likely to be set in motion. 
The demand for risk management through the use of derivatives is likely to recede as well due to the absence of volatility of the currency side of prices. An absence of central bank intervention, which ceases with sound money, ends the destabilizing credit cycle. It is this that drives fluctuations in the purchasing power of currencies, both by increasing the quality of money and credit and by destabilizing our monetary preferences. The price volatility we experience today is almost entirely due to excessive quantities of dollars sloshing around in the global system. Eliminate that and you eliminate the single most important source of price volatility. And everything that we see today, and we have to remember, we've been brainwashed to think this is normal. Actually, if you go back to 1913, prior to the 1913, they talked about central banks. They talked about having a sound money system. And then after 1913, the central bank, well, they got rid of all of this. And as time went on, they removed a lot more. And this is what they do to brainwash the public into never looking at the central bank. But we know the central bank. This is the entire problem of our system. Because out of this comes corruption, comes borrowing, comes funneling of money to different areas, comes payoffs. And to stop a lot of this, I'm not saying it's all going to go away, but to stop a lot of this, you got to go to the source. Just like if you think about the Islamic State in Syria, where they said, you know, this group was impossible to stop. It's going to go on for six years. Well, all you had to do is stop the money supply. And that was the oil uh, shipping to Turkey, where they filled up on oil, put them on trucks, drove them into Turkey. And this kept the whole entire system going. Russia came along, shut it all down. Guess what? Revenue fell to zero. What happened to the Islamic State? They no longer exist today. Maybe in small pockets, but they don't have the operation. Do the same thing with the deep state. Go to the source of where they get their currency. Stop it. Guess what happens? You cut off everything. Now, the central bank players, they're not going to want to give this up. The deep state, they're not going to want to give this up. They're going to continually fight until the very end. And you can see with the Federal Reserve, there are good guys and bad guys within this organization. Now, we need to remember, the ultimate goal is to go after the central bank. This is why, again, Trump has Andrew Jackson hanging in his, on his wall in his office. And they're, right now, he's working with Powell to push this entire system to the very edge, while keeping the illusion alive that the economy is doing well. This way, it cannot be blamed on him. Remember, it's about optics. But right now, the Federal Reserve, they're going to be publishing a semi-annual report on financial stability. The report, the first of which, will come on November 28th. It will include a summary of the central bank's framework for assessing the resilience of the U.S. financial system. Now, I do believe they're going to use this to explain their part of the narrative, and they're going to try to counter what is going on here. Because they're going to put out that everything is great, their policy is working, and everything is fantastic, just like the stress tests. Remember, what they're doing here is they're, they're setting up an illusion, showing everyone how great they're doing. 
And by showing the stress test of banks, they, they could say, wasn't us. We're showing them all strong. Look, look, we're putting out a report. We're saying everything we're doing is fantastic. Trump has already pointed to the Federal Reserve, saying that they're going to be responsible for when, for when the economy comes down. So again, both sides, they're both going to battle. And they're trying to keep the narrative. But right now, Trump, his team, the Patriots, they do have the narrative. There's nothing the central bank can do at this point because the economy is doing fantastically. As Trump continually comes out and tells the world that the central bank, as they raise rates, that just that little portion of him just saying that, people are going to start to let it seep in that, oh, yeah, rates are rising. The housing market's falling. Rates are rising. The automobile industry is declining. Rates are rising. Student loans are declining. Rates are rising. Things are becoming more expensive. They're going to let this seep in. The Federal Reserve is kind of stuck right now. And they don't know what to do. And I'm talking about that group within the Federal Reserve that's trying to hold on to everything that they have. The other group, they want this system destroyed. And that's where Trump and the Patriots have control. They have control over the narrative. Yeah. So no matter what the deep state tries Woo! to do, no matter what the central bank tries to do with their moves and counter moves, the Patriots are always one step, step ahead. ahead. Maybe now, before I forget, don't forget to follow me on Minds. That is Minds.com. It is free to join and act. Check out X22 if you want all the meat. That was just great. Kyla Powers Radio. Kyla Powers Radio with X22. The they print it, they've ruined the piece of paper because you can no longer use it for a list. We trade parts of our lifetimes for this. It's, it's absolute insanity. And then we create a special class of people called bankers that get a special set of laws that apply to them only where they can commit fraud and theft by creating brand new dollars. These are counterfeit, basically. Any new fractional reserve lending, any new credit that they create, any new uh, base currency that the Federal Reserve and the Treasury create uh, when they swap IOUs, that's all fraud and theft. And uh, we go along with it and they get to confiscate a certain percentage of our wealth every year through inflation of the currency supply. It's, it's amazing that the whole system works this way. <laughs> it's X-22 Spotlight. All right. When you take base currency, the paper dollars that exist, from 0 0.8 trillion to 3.2 trillion, uh, when you create all that currency and then you give it to the biggest banks and brokerage houses in, in the United States, you got to expect uh, the stock market to go up. And it did. And uh, But the currency creation, uh, you know, Janet Yellen stopped that. And the stock market is still going up. But by all measures, this is just, uh, you know, it's a, it's a hyper bubble again. We're in some very dangerous territory. And we've never seen manipulations of the economy like this before. So this is a, an enormous experiment that I think is going to end very badly. And one thing that you can absolutely prove is that this is the everything except gold and silver bubble right now. P.E. ratios, the price uh, of a stock compared to the uh, the price of a share of stock compared to the earnings that that company makes per share uh, are back up in hyperbubble territory. 
real estate values have been pushed back up into bubbles, and now we've got bonds are in a bubble. And, you know, in 2000, we had the NASDAQ, the stock market crashed. 2008, we had stocks and real estate. This is going to be stocks, bonds, and real estate that crash the next time because uh, they're all in. Now we've got a massive bond bubble. That's a global thing. It's a debt bubble. And, um, and we're also in the second longest economic expansion in U.S. history. This is since, you know, the period of time between recessions. This is the second longest gap between recessions. And there's always a recession around the corner. The uh, Congressional Budget Office has projected that the next recession is going to be in 2029. <laughs> but not until then. <laughs> Ten more years. And uh, in, um, I think it's in February or March, this becomes the longest economic expansion in U.S. history. There have been somewhere between 47 and 53 uh, expansions and recessions. Uh, it's hard to measure them when you get back before the Civil War. Uh, but uh, uh, And at the same time, whenever this next recession happens, and it doesn't require something to happen in the United States necessarily. The, all economies are in these uh, bubbles that have been blown by central banks. Uh, and uh, China is in one of the most massive bubbles. But if something happens in China, Europe's having a whole lot of problems. Whichever, whenever a really bad problem crisis happens in one of these countries, it'll sweep, sweep around the world, and um, it, it's, it's going to be global. Um, and so, you know, I'm grateful for the extra time that I've had to get prepared for it. But the thing is, the longer it lasts, the worse the outcome is going to be because um, it's the economy is sort of a closed loop and uh, they have uh, done a huge amount of manipulation and all of that energy is going to be released uh, in the opposite direction and it, I feel like it's sometime soon it, it could be starting right now with the market uh, crashes that we've seen but um, I just get the feeling that it's going to happen next year and I hope it, it doesn't happen right now. I still want more time to prepare. But I'm getting ready for a large wealth transfer. But at the same time, it's a scary thing. I think this one's going to be bad. You know, what's very interesting is that the central bank, and you hear a lot of financial pundits, they say, well, this time it's different. It's not the same. We're not going to enter a recession. We don't have to look at the yield curve. And, you know, from your hidden secrets of money and, and your research that you've done, and you've looked at many different countries, I mean, is it that different? I mean, have other countries gone through what, we've, what we're going through right now? Uh, you mean the bubble? The, the entire economy where we're creating currency, where we're... Japan's been doing this for quite a while since you know their since their economy crashed in 1989 was their bubble that popped and uh, they haven't recovered yet and you know so this is uh, uh, that's what happens you you build up certain levels of debt and their levels of debt in their economy did they've they've been a zombie economy since 1989 they're still trying to get out of it and the, the Central bank is still doing all of these emergency uh, efforts. Every year there's some new thing announced, Abenomics and all of this stuff. And, and I mean, they've proven without a doubt that Keynesian economics doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's, uh, <clears throat> so uh, this next crash scares me and the ability to come out of it scares me because when Japan's economy crashed, they had us to sell to. To whom do we sell goods and services uh, when our economy uh, crashes? It's it's uh, and you know we've got this is the everything except gold and silver bubble. Uh, we've got uh, the stock market back up in a hyper bubble measured by P/E ratios or dividend yields. And did I cover? You know, I just did a couple of interviews. Uh, um, did I cover for your audience what a P/E ratio is? Because no. I hate that. Yeah. Okay, it's the price of a share of stock divided by the earnings of the uh, company per share. And so it's a real good measure of if you're paying too much or paying too little. Uh, and right now we're back into a hyper bubble in that plus the dividend yields, how much the company pays in dividends uh, for a stock. Uh, real estate is back in uh, big bubbles in, in most areas. And um, real estate never, you know, when the real estate crash happened in 2008 in the U.S. and, and uh, Canada or U.S. and Great Britain, Canada, Australia, New Zealand just sort of took a breath and then kept on running. They are in these immense bubbles, and so is China. I've been to China a few times, and their bubble is a government-mandated bubble. It's a government-funded bubble. And uh, so it's gone in into valuations that are insane to where when it pops, I mean, it, it doesn't require a problem in the United States to kick off the next global crisis. It could happen in uh, Europe or China or Australia or uh, or the United States, and it'll just be global. And this time, um, we also have the unwinding of the global dollar standard, the world monetary system. We had the classical gold standard before World War One, the, in, the intra-war gold standard called the gold exchange standard the Bretton Woods system from 1944 to 71, and then the global dollar standard. And the, these are vastly different monetary systems. And um, people, you know, there's other people starting to warn on this now. I've been giving presentations on the death of the global dollar standard since 2009 and keeping track of all of what I call the nails in the coffin. Every time a country uh, bypasses the U.S. dollar in trade, or uh, um, there's there's just all of these things happening. The, the first nail in the coffin was when Saddam Hussein started selling oil for euros. So there was this huge portion of stability from 71 up until uh, Saddam Hussein started selling oil for euros. And uh, I can't remember if that was 2003 or whatever. Uh, and that was the first nail in the coffin. And then they're coming like several of them every week now. I can't keep up with it anymore. But all of these countries creating their own international payment systems, uh, China opening up uh, uh, oil futures on the Shanghai Exchange, and uh, they're now the world's largest oil importer. So the death of the petrodollar is coming pretty soon because there's going to come a day where China, being the world's largest uh, oil importer, larger than the United States, just demands that uh, that uh, the Saudis and OPEC sell their 
uh, oil also priced in yuan. And the thing about that exchange is, uh, you know, when uh, Saudi Arabia oil company sells a futures contract and then they deliver the oil and they get paid, they can immediately uh, put that cash into a uh, gold contract and then withdraw the gold from the Shanghai exchange. So if they even if they don't want yuan, they can get gold. Um, so I, this is coming very rapidly. And when you look at the convergence of these bubbles popping, a market crash, and a potential shift in world monetary system, and some, some of the world's central banks are getting ready for this, and they actually have, um, Hungary just uh, bought a whole bunch of gold, increased their gold reserves a thousand percent, uh, and uh, in their statement, uh, they talked about the stability of the financial, uh, the world monetary system, and a potential uh, shift away from the U.S. dollar. So <clears throat> this is going to be huge, <laughs> whatever happens. I don't know when. I hope it's not this year because I would like a little bit more time to get prepared. I just feel like it's going to be next year. But with what the market has been doing lately, I don't know. This could be the beginning of it right now. Who knows? You mentioned um, bubble, stock market bubble, housing bubble, and you said gold and silver, they're not in a bubble. Why aren't they in a bubble? Oh, silver's below the cost of mining. Uh, silver was $50 in 1980. Can you name something that is selling at a discount to its 1980 price? <laughs> Anything. <laughs> no, everything is 10 times higher. So <clears throat> silver at, at 14 something is just, I mean, like stupid cheap. Uh, and we know, uh, based on a whole bunch of metrics, that real estate is very expensive. Uh, bonds are very expensive. Uh, stocks are very expensive. Uh, so basically all financial assets except gold and silver and maybe cryptocurrencies. I have no way of uh, getting a, um, a value measurement because there's just not enough history. The way to how do you value a cryptocurrency? It's uh, the value is determined by the supply and demand, and uh, the um, the underlying value is the technology, the code that was written. That's uh, sort of what kicks it off, uh, and the infrastructure of mining rigs and so on. That's the value in, in cryptocurrencies. But you know the the market of cryptocurrencies has just begun. And it was uh, very tech-savvy people that were invested in Bitcoin at first. And the mainstream is just coming into it now. So uh, the amount of cash that should flow into that sector is huge. But at the same time, there have been the creation of so many thousands of cryptocurrencies where back in um, 2013, 20, from 2008 to like 20, I can't remember when Ethereum came out, but it was... Uh, just before the middle of 2014 sometime, like six months or a year before. So back in 2012, from 2008 to 2012, there was only one cryptocurrency. It was Bitcoin. Uh, and now you literally have thousands of them out there. Uh, and so um, I don't know if uh, there, there's about to be a ton of cash that floods into that sector. 
but they've inflated basically the currency supply, the cryptocurrency supply by coming up with so many different cryptocurrencies. But there's a huge future in the technology that underlies cryptocurrencies, and that's more important. The uh, distributed ledger technology. So you're talking about um, uh, uh, blockchain technology and some variations on it and Hashgraph. Uh, and those technologies are going to touch everybody's lives. It's going to run the Internet. Uh, in the, there will come a day in the future where emails are secured through blockchain or uh, Hashgraph or something like that. Uh, the power generation, uh, dams, power, uh, power plants, nuclear plants will all be being run off of a system like this, including the distribution grid and the billing of the power. The traffic lights will be timed by this. Video games, anybody that's, if you're looking at a, um, a website on the internet, you're going to be getting served from the blockchain, not from uh, a server farm somewhere. Uh, anything that has to do with accounting, uh, recording or storing data, uh, serving data, uh, it's all done better. This is just the best way to do it. And so uh, there's a huge future there. Uh, but it's a horse race. And picking the winner is <laughs> not going to be an easy thing. I view cryptos sort of as a speculation because some people are going to become very rich on uh, some cryptos. I view gold and silver sort of like a savings account, but right now they're so undervalued, they're going to have uh, a huge potential. I do expect that you're going to see gold um, somewhere way over $5,000 an ounce uh, someday pretty soon. I think the um, uh, that there's going to be uh, another recession that's going to turn into a global financial crisis again, and I think... Uh, uh, the safe havens are going to just take off. And with silver undermining costs, I mean, this can't uh, persist. The reason that silver is undermining costs is because it's a byproduct of mining copper, uh, uh, lead, zinc, and gold. And uh, uh, most of it, that's about 60% of the silver production. And so uh, if we have an economic slowdown, that means there's less wire being made and, and copper pipe being made for all the homes that are being built all over the world in the real estate bubbles. And there's less lead for car batteries uh, as auto sales slump. And there's, so as the base metals uh, go, demand goes down, silver supply vanishes and silver will skyrocket. Uh, like I said, there's, it's selling at a discount to its nine, 1980 price. That's crazy. Um, uh, silver really should be far, far higher. And the low prices just uh, keep the, uh, make sure that not enough silver comes to market. So the amount of silver uh, on the exchanges and so on is actually very small. It's much smaller than 1980. When we go through this recession, depression, collapse of the system, will we still use the dollar? I mean, are we transitioning into a completely new currency? I don't know. You know, Jim Rickards thinks it's going to be the SDR, uh, the special drawing rights that the IMF uh, has, um, the World Bank and so on. Uh, I just don't see it, uh, be, you know, 
the global dollar standard is falling apart right now at a very ra rapid pace and something is going to happen soon and i know that safe havens will be the asset uh, the 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 beneficiary of uh the problems that are going to happen sometime feels to me in the next couple of years um, before the end of 2020 there's going to be something really big i think it's going to be next year i hope it's not right now but uh, i've done the best to protect myself uh, from it and capitalize on it because um, the, in these events there's always a huge wealth transfer i never made more in a shorter period of time than i made during the crash of 08 so um, because I was positioned, I was expecting it. I was I was positioned for it. I had predicted it in my book, which came out like the month before the crash. So the book became the best-selling book on investing in gold and silver. Uh, um, so, you know, <clears throat> it's fundamentally because uh, Keynesian economics uh, doesn't work. It's not even plausible, uh, and uh, all of the world's central banks are run by Keynesians. So do you, do you think the new currency or whatever we're transitioning into, it, at that point, do you think they're going to have to back the new currency with gold? Uh, there, the dollar will probably still exist. Uh, if it was backed with gold, it would uh, give great confidence. But you'd be talking of a, a backing that would be somewhere between $5,000 and $40,000 per ounce would have to be the price of gold uh, to back it at uh, any you know, it depends on. I'm I'm on record as uh, saying gold standards suck. There's a video <laughs> called that I did called "Gold Standards Suck." A gold standard is where instead of actually using gold, you use a, a representation that's redeemable for gold that's supposedly being held in a warehouse somewhere. You know, you we used to have treasury notes that were fully gold-backed. And then we had Federal Reserve notes that were 40% gold-backed. And then we went to, you know, the, these are the different monetary systems. Classical gold standard before World War I, fully backed. Uh, Intra-war gold standard called the gold exchange standard, 40% uh, backed. Uh, and then the Bretton Woods system from 44 to 1944 to 71 uh, didn't have a specified backing and it fell all the way to about 8% before that ended and uh, now we don't have the dollar has absolutely no connection to gold whatsoever what backs the dollar today is a promise to tax you in the future uh, when a dollar is created the Federal Reserve counterfeits a dollar they, they print it and then they buy something with it and that's how it gets into circulation it's fraud and it's theft and they when they buy something with it they usually buy a US Treasury bond What's a U.S. Treasury bond? It's the, it's an IOU. Loan the U.S. government a trillion dollars today, and over a 30-year period, they're going to pay you back at that trillion plus a trillion dollars worth of interest. If that's the way a dollar is created, then that means that the dollars to pay the interest do not exist yet. <laughs> and so that means you got to borrow more into existence to pay the interest. And then that creates the base currency that all fractional reserve lending is created from, and the banks create the rest of the currency supply when you buy a house or buy a car or sign a credit card. The bank uh, has to have a certain amount of currency on hand, 10% of what they create, 
And if they've got enough to cover your loan, they just type the uh, the dollars into your account. And there they are, presto, brand new dollars. It's a crazy system. It's absolute insanity that we uh, go along with this and we trust this. I, every time I pull a dollar out of my wallet, I just start laughing. This is so comical that humans would do this. We've got a piece of paper with a picture of a dead guy and some numbers on it. <laughs> and you can buy real stuff or people will work for this piece of paper with a picture of a dead guy. And I used to say that, you know, <clears throat> the dollar, the minute they print it, they've ruined the piece of paper because you can no longer use it for a list. It's got ink all over it. <laughs> and uh, we trade parts of our lifetimes for this. It's, it's absolute insanity. And then we create a special class of people called bankers that get a special set of laws that apply to them only where they can commit fraud and theft by creating brand new dollars. These are counterfeit, basically. Any new fractional reserve lending, any new credit that they create, any new uh, uh, base currency that the Federal Reserve and the Treasury create uh, when they swap IOUs, uh, that's all fraud and theft. And uh, we go along with it, and they get to confiscate a certain percentage of our wealth every year through inflation of the currency supply. It's, it's amazing that the whole system works this way, but it does. <laughs> so we do the best we can uh, with the circumstances that we're given. And, um, but history shows that no fiat currency has ever survived up until uh, the day Bretton Woods ended and we went on a, a global uh, dollar standard. The whole world was taken off of gold in 1971, pretty much. There were a couple of uh, countries that hung out for a few more years, Russia and, and Switzerland and so on. But basically, the gold standard worldwide ended in 1971. And the Forex, the floating currency exchange, was born. And, uh, uh, and that has allowed governments all over the planet to create currency uh, at a breakneck pace. And this is all going to end badly because it's an experiment where all countries on the planet are using fiat currencies at the same time. And there have been thousands upon thousands of them before the Bretton Woods system, and not one of them survived. <laughs> and so, I mean, I'm laughing, but it's tragic at the same time. So when the system comes down, and I mean, this is what you've been talking about, will the people finally wake up and say, hey, why are we accepting this from the private Western Central Bank? Will there be an uprising? I hope it doesn't completely come. Well, it would be nice if we started over again with something real. And we uh, and, and all laws were appear, uh, applied equally. Uh, when you create a special set of laws for banks and bankers and central banks, uh, um, that is the monetary system is one of the things that is responsible for the tremendous uh, wealth disparity. Uh, so I'm not sure if the dollar is going to completely collapse. I just know that there will be a huge wealth transfer from anybody holding dollars or dollar-denominated assets that are in bubbles, uh, uh, and that wealth will be transferred to the people that are holding gold and silver. Um, it's, that's what's happened all the time in the past. It's going to happen in the future. But one of the reasons I'm here uh, is you watched uh, 
episodes nine and ten of, of Hidden Secrets of Money, didn't you? That's correct. Yes. How did you like those? Yeah, I thought they were fantastic. Okay, this is just, I just it's what they were very I'm put that on. I, I like the comparison that, that episode nine with uh, U.S. and Rome. I thought that was fantastic. That's going to yeah. be in this. Uh, we are going down the same uh, roads that brought down the Roman Empire and uh, um, caused the French Revolution. And uh, it's history repeats, but with a twist. And this time it's global. That's the big twist. Yeah, so definitely look, because that's coming up next, the special that they were just talking about. That was It's Fraud and Theft, Central Banks. Get special set of laws to steal our wealth with special guest Mike Maloney. You've been listening to Kyla Powers Radio and X22 Report Spotlight. Kyla Powers Radio, and we're going in with just informed talk. Why equals we knew then and we know now. On this episode of Just Informed Talk, the latest new Q posts give us incredible insight into what allegedly may be going on with these wildfires in California. Plus, a whole lot more you're going to want to stick around to hear. Hi, I'm Craig, and welcome to Just Informed Talk. I always like to start by saying thank you to all my subscribers. I truly am thankful for each and every one of you who've come and hit that button. If you haven't, come here to the landing page, click the big red subscribe button. Make sure you hit the bell for notifications to be notified when these videos get posted. Well, here we are today. These are the latest set of Q posts, and we're going to go through them each one by one. If you guys want to get caught up to where we're at in the latest Q posts, you're going to want to go back here to the landing page, watch these last few videos. It's going to give you great insight into all the latest Q posts and what's been going on on the Q boards. So today, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is where we're going to begin, right here. Uh, it's Q post 2, 4, 6, 7, and forward. So the first thing is this President Trump tweet where President Trump tweeted about the California wildfires uh, where the president says, there is no reason for these massive, deadly and costly forest fires in California except that forest management is so poor. Billions of dollars are given each year with so many lives lost all because of gross mismanagement of the forest. Remedy now or no more Fed payments. Yeah, sounds like President Trump has taken a pretty clear stance on this. Now, the next one here says, um, is an older Q post from July 30th, 2018, where Q says, what happens when California is in serious debt and lost priority aid from the federal government due to sanctuary status, illegal, light fires, declare state of emergency and require billions from Fed? Why did POTUS reject in the past? Sick people, the more you know. And it gives several articles here that talk about the uh, wildfires. Um... And the, the Justice Department is suing California over sanctuary laws. Then Q basically goes into in the new post. This is Q posting today what, what he wants to respond to all of this with. Q says, do you believe in coincidences? How many coincidences before it becomes mathematically impossible? Expand your thinking. Amount of fires in California past 12 months. Amount of fires in California past 10 years. Date Fed funding cut off from California as, as a result of violations of sanctuary state city. California budget cuts past 12 months regarding fire and prevention. Reduce, eliminate dry brush cleanup. Reduce, eliminate free line cleanup. Reduce, eliminate fire break installations. Reduce, eliminate chopper flyovers to target high exposure areas. Reduce, eliminate population areas exposure and fire break safety management. 
Reduce, eliminate use of inmates, correction facilities for highway cleanup and dry brush removal. What is the primary purpose of, a, of declaring a state of emergency? What determines the size of the federal payment to a state that has declared a state of emergency? What is the current debt of California? The more you know, Q. So let's go through and try to address some of these uh, questions that are being posed by Q. First of all, you know, you have President Trump here saying that they may actually remove federal funding because they're not managing uh, their forest wall. It's just leading to fires. And then, but Q gives us an in-depth explanation of what President Trump was referring to. So when it, Q asks about coincidences, this is just an ongoing thing. And I've basically given up on coincidences. It seems that, that for QAnon and everything that we've done here over the last almost or over a year, for, all to, for it all to be coincidence is mathematically impossible in my opinion. But that being said, it says expand your thinking. And it asks us to look at the uh, amount of fires in California in the past 12 months versus the past 10 years. Right. In order to do that, you just do a simple search online and you can find these uh, Wikipedia pages that exist. And starting in 2018, you see this incredible, or starting in 2017 actually, you see this really weird trend. So I'm gonna point this out and we're gonna go, we're, we'll just start here, I guess. Okay, so this year apparently, which is not over yet, by the way, there's been 7,500 fires, over 7,500 fires that have covered a uh, total of 1.6 million acres, according to this uh, article here on Wikipedia, at a cost of $2.975 billion uh, in, I guess, damages. Okay, so that's a number. Let, let's go back. Let's go backwards and see how these numbers, uh, uh, you know, have, have evolved. So here's uh, 2017, where they had 9,133 fires that scorched over 1.3 million acres at a cost of $18 billion, which, according to this article, was the costliest on record, right? So, um, okay, that, so obviously 2018, there's already been 1.6 million, and now there's 1.3 million. So you see there was that 300,000 acre jump and the, the, the year's not even over yet. But now let's go back to 2016. Oh, well, look at this. In 2016, they had only 600,000 acres burned uh, at a total of 7,300 fires, which I believe is uh, less than how many they've had already this year in 2018. You go back to 2015, and there's 893,000 acres. You go back to 2014, 625,000 acres. You go back to 2012, 600,000 acres. Uh, again, 800 in 2010 or 12, 2011 was 168,000 acres. So almost these stats are amazing, but I'm going to really go into detail on the fires with Debbie Tavares. So we're going to just skip this part of the Q drop and get into some other things. Any uh, insinuation other than to say, this is what Q is saying, right? So it says, what is the current debt of California? Well, California is actually one of the most heavily, I think it is the, the highest debted uh, state in the country, coming in, at, coming in, excuse me, at around, according to Google here, as of 2017, $1.3 trillion. So they don't really have any money left. Or as of, excuse me, as of uh, 2015, right? So $1.3 trillion in debt, which could be a lot more by now, because this was uh, as of, what, three years ago. Um, they are incredibly highly in debt. And I guess if you were going to connect the dots and say, what is Q trying to tell us? Q is trying to tell us something very interesting here. Um, Q is basically saying, 
Is it possible? He's asking us these questions. Is it possible that because funding was cut from California for its sanctuary status, right? And, and don't forget what Q told us in, in these previous posts here, where we look at these like election heat maps. This is a great example of it. And Q wanted us to understand that, you know, if you look at the election heat map here and you compare it to this map that shows the highest, uh, basically, uh, populations of undocumented immigrants, it almost correlates perfectly. Uh, as, as in to say, this is an example of why Democrats have such a pro-immigration uh, uh, or, or basically, uh, it's like pro amnesty and sanctuary and all that stuff, uh, policies when it comes to, um, illegal or un undocumented immigrants, right? So, and they want to, they want to do everything. Go, look at California right here. I mean, look at, look at California, just as an example. Um, I'm going to show, just look at California, look at how much blue is right there and look at the, the comparison to the voting heat map, right? So, and they've become a sanctuary state basically. Which to me is, I don't even know what that means. Does that mean that anybody from anywhere can just walk in? Like, it's a sanctuary state, yeah. Hey, you know, China, Russia, send everyone, you know? Hey, send them from Kazakhstan, uh, send them from South Africa, send them from India, from, you know, uh, <laughs> the Philippines, from, you know, Timbuktu, who cares, right? Bring everyone in because they're a sanctuary for anyone who apparently is not a citizen of this country, right? <laughs> Which is quite disturbing. But getting back to what Q was saying here. Can't even help um, Californians. Can you imagine without that federal funding, is it possible, is it possible that these fires are a convenient solution to circumventing that restriction of federal funds? I'm going to leave that one to you guys, but... I'm certainly sure that Q is making that insinuation. So it's up to you to, to take that and do with it as you may. Now, the next one is talking about something we covered in the last video. If you guys want to get caught up, like I said, go back here and watch this video. This is a good one. We're, we talked about Anthony Scaramucci, and there was this play, right? There was a play that was made by bringing him in for 10 days and then having him basically leave after he forced other people out. He forced Sean Spicer out, and he forced Reigns Priebus out. All right, so that being said, and also, I didn't mention this before, I don't think, but if you guys scratch your head going, what is QAnon, what is this guy talking about? Come here, watch this video. It gives you all the information you need to basically understand what QAnon and the Great Awakening is, to understand what, how to get involved, where to find the information, how to do the research, all that stuff is in there. Uh, so if you guys want, go check that out. All right, so back to this. Um, the Scaramucci play, excuse me. It says, uh, temp hire to remove embedded untrustworthy staffers, Spicer and Priebus. It says, temps can be very dangerous to those who are targeted. Think Whitaker. Um, next week, White House optics must remain stable. It gives this ABC article, which talks about a list of officials who have left the Trump administration, which we'll go through a little bit later. And it says, many did not leave by choice. Save face and promote MAGA or be exposed. Oh. Less than 10 attacks occur from all directions. Logical thinking, why attack a movement simply by design, asking people to think for themselves? Control equals power. Why are the biggest news companies in the world continuing to attack this movement? 
Why is the Washington Post leading the attacks? Why do the attacks come in waves, coordinated? You attack those the most who are the biggest threat. Swamp contains red and blue, Q. Wow, I mean, this is crazy. So basically looking at this, you know, you talk about Spicer, Sean Spicer and Reigns Previous. Um, these are two individuals who obviously, what Q is saying, they were quote unquote untrustworthy staffers. Who knows what that actually means? I mean, deep state swamp, whatever you want to call it, right? But it says temps can be very dangerous to those who are targeted. And then it says, think Whitaker. So guess what? Matthew Whitaker. Who is that? That is the acting attorney general now that Jeff Sessions has resigned. Well, apparently Q wants us to be aware of that uh, fact for next week. When we take into account that may, maybe, just maybe, other people may be resigning and stepping down and leaving because Whitaker is in power. And that maybe Whitaker is going to be just like um, Scaramucci and be uh, or recuse himself or resign soon. But we'll have to wait and see how that all folds out. It says White House optics must remain stable, meaning... The optics have to look a certain way. You have to have it appear that the White House is not um, wanting to get rid of certain individuals who are, you know, basically working against the Trump administration's agenda for our country, right? So in order to do that, maybe you bring in an outside force, a temporary hire, like, oh, you guessed it, Whitaker, Matthew Whitaker, the acting attorney general, who can shake things up and force people to resign basically by just being there, right? And that to me is incredible. That is what we have to focus on. And uh, it's kind of like, imagine it's, um, I've never watched the show, but I've heard House of Cards, I guess, is about politics. It's kind of that that level where it's, okay, well, we put Whitaker in. If you want Whitaker to leave, you need to have these people resign, save face, and promote President Trump or be exposed. And then Whitaker may step down or recuse himself. So I know this might be disappointing to a lot of you out there, but the reality is it's kind of like the give and take of politics. There is, you know, if President Trump just did all this stuff unilaterally, it would be an authoritarian regime. So I know a lot of you get frustrated at the progress and how things are, are done and all that stuff. But guys, do you really want an authoritarian regime in the White House? I'd much rather have somebody who's politically sa savvy and an intelligent uh, um, person who can actually navigate these things while you know, remaining stable because we don't want to show instability. We want to show stability. I, that's the way I read it. So whatever you guys can let me know in the comments if you agree or disagree. Um, now when it says here less than 10, I think that's talking about Q because that's a way that, um, Q has referred to himself, uh, or themselves like the, the Q and on collective, the people who are basically around president Trump and getting this information out to the public, it would seem. But it's saying, attacks occur from all directions, logical thinking. Why attack a movement? Simply by design, asking people to think for themselves. Now, this is so incredible. And I get so frustrated because, guys, believe you me, for all of you out there listening, I deal with this stuff. I'm dealing with people right now, stuff I can't even talk about, right? Where, where people are, you know, they get lawyers and they say, I won't even talk to this person or be in the same room with them. And it is crazy because good people who are just trying to get the truth out there end up, you know, being put as second class citizens or having their, their voices shut down or having their ability to speak removed. And it's happening more regularly, regularly every single day. So we have to keep fighting this. But I'm telling you right now, 
they do not like whatever QAnon is. They don't like it. They despise it. They fear it and they want to destroy it. That's what I think. And when I say they, obviously I'm referring to the mainstream media and, and the, the powers that, that control those apparatuses. So it says control equals power. And this is something we've talked about ad nauseum here on this channel. Control equals power. Information equals control. You control the information, you have the power. They don't care about money anymore. Do you think YouTube cares that they've demonetized and kicked all these people off their platform uh, because of the money? They don't. They could give two, you know, whatever, flips less about the money. They what don't care things? about the money. Controlling information, controlling knowledge, that's the true power that they have. And they do it in this, like, very subtle, uh, almost undetectable way unless you're actually in there in the actual uh you know whatever you want to call it the metaphorical foxhole fighting uh to get truth out you know your truth everyone has a right to speak their truth but it's it's kind of like they don't care they'll demonetize they'll deplatform they'll do whatever they have to do right delist there's many different ways they do it but they'll do whatever they have to do to shut down the opinions and voices of those who offer a dissent, uh, a dissenting view. And that's what we're in right now. So um, it says, why are the biggest news companies in the world continuing to attack this movement? That's a great question. As I said, it's because they fear individuals getting access to the, the, the narrative, you know, that, that's not presented by them. Any narrative, it doesn't matter. It could be some guy, but you, they don't believe that you're able to, to, to differentiate between uh, somebody who is, who is, giving you the right information and the wrong information. But it goes even deeper than that. They don't care if you can or not. They want to tell you what you can and can't hear, right? Is this why is the Washington Post leading the attacks? Well, look at the history of the Washington Post. We all know it has deep connections to uh, uh, many different ABC organizations, including the uh, CIA. And that's obvious uh, if you look at the history of it. This is why the attacks come in waves. I think it's all, and it says coordinated. I think it's because of those 4 a.m. talking points that go out to their journalists who, and I use their quotes, you guys couldn't see that, but their journalists who say, you know, Q is deranged, Pizzagate on bath salts, oh, they're all crazy and mean ah, and, angry on and violent, and it's just not true, <laughs> it's so untrue, these are, we are patriots, we love our country, we want the best for our country, they come after us, they, they, I did, I've had people now, I'm not even going to get into it. It's not what important. But let's just say this. People who spread this information are very much targeted for this kind of, uh, you know, accusatory rhetoric that never uh, seems to cease. Well, with that being said, um, it says you attack those the most. Who are the biggest threat? Obviously, the information we're getting is a threat to their control over the narrative. Says swamp contains red and blue, and I've said this a million times, guys. It's not just the liberals, it's not just the Democrats, it's the rhinos, it's the, the yeah. fake conservatives. Guys, they're trying to get us from the inside. It's on both sides, it's infiltrated every aspect of our government. So, well, if you look at the even if you take into account that Broward County is like two to one Democrat, uh, it's kind of crazy to think that like th the high this much. This many votes are going to Democrats. So I don't know. That's something you need to look at. Same thing with Arizona with the race between McSally and uh, I think it's McSally and uh, Kristen Cinema. 
And uh, this is not, it's DeSantis going up against Gillum. And in Florida, it's Rick Scott going, <clears throat> going up against Bill Nelson. So there's a lot going on there, which is definitely just looks so shady. And guys, like I said before, I know South Florida. I spent a lot of time down there. I know Broward County very well. And I can tell you right now, this does not surprise me one bit. Not at all. Um, I know what it's like there, and I can tell you right now, <clears throat> doesn't surprise me one bit. Whatever's going to happen next week, we're going to have to keep an eye out. So that's all I'll say about that. And the next one here says, <clears throat> when did White House leaks cease? Who was removed, sealed to unsealed Q? Well, and it's so much better when they, when they stop those leaks, man. Basically, what I'm thinking on this one is that I'm not sure exactly who. Um... The first thing that comes to mind is Omarosa when I she just was removed. That. Uh, that that's when the leak stopped. It's very possible that she was the one letting that information out uh, in some like secret resistance to Trump. Other people have said that <clears throat> it's also possible that you know. I she, feel like it was one person at a time, like like Omarosa, Omarosa started, then handed it off to the next person. It's like, and then he just keeps getting rid of them as they do that was allowed to kind of leave and do that, but I, I don't know, I don't believe that. Um, a news article, which actually talks about prominent terror cases with ties to Florida. Huh. And it goes through all these different people. Um, people who were involved in the 9-11 uh, hijacking of planes. Uh, people who were involved with um, basically uh, being complicit in murder. Uh, people who are involved in trying to create a dirty bomb. Uh, people who are involved in uh, basically terrorist activities. You have uh, others who tried to help uh, Al-Qaeda fighters. Um, you have basically people who were <coughs> put into these um, or had these plots to, to commit acts of terror. Um, basically, the list just goes on and on and on. And the question is, how are these people all related? Well, it seems like they're all based out of Florida. So what are we thinking when it comes to Florida? Um, Q wants us to expand th further and understand that it's not just Broward County. It seems to be the whole state. And that's quite unfortunate. But I know that state very well. And I can tell you right now that it is definitely one of those places where um, people just don't seem to... Well, I'm not going to make some broad generalization because I'm not into that. But I'll say this. These things are fact, what Q's pointing us to. The, these incidences where individuals have committed crimes, have been uh, accused, indicted, and uh, uh, prosecuted. That, to me, is something we need to look at and expand further our thinking around it. Uh, what, what is the connection there? What is the nexus? What is uh, the... the what is the common theme there? We'll have to keep looking at that, but um, it basically is that they're all in Florida and they're all, you know, prominent cases of acts of terror and acts of violence. So that's definitely, there's a correlative effect there, a correlative um, factor that we have to look at. And, you know, look, this is what we Q's given us, so I'm just saying it. Uh, and, you know, the funny thing is, is that Everybody keeps knocking uh, all this information and Q and all that. When it does come out one day, in my humble opinion, that Q is President Trump, 
military intelligence was involved. This was the biggest operation. They were trying to get information out, trying to circumvent the media who wouldn't fairly report the news and were trying to undermine our country and our sovereignty. That is gonna be the day where we all look back and say, wow, can you believe this information that we were being given? Thank God. So, that's the way I look at it. Now the next one here says, basically, it gives us this scribed document, which is really crazy. So this is from a woman who worked, right, in Broward County at the Supervisor of Elections office. Um, and her name's Chelsea Marie Smith. And you guys, uh, I'll, I'll leave a link to this in the description. You guys have to read this story. But basically what she says is that she was working uh, in, in the Supervisor's Office of Elections, uh, the Supervisor of Elections officer, I should say. And basically she was asked to deliver a stack of blank ballots to a room in the back that was locked. And upon doing so the first time, she didn't notice anything because she wasn't allowed in. Oh, no. But when she went back a second time and she went in, she saw, I believe she says, four no. uh, Supervisor of Elections employees sitting at a table filling in ballots by the stack load. I mean, we're no. talking about stacks of, of blank ballots being filled in by election uh, uh, employees, campaign or, or election employees, right? Or election. I just can't believe. I just can't. I don't care what party it is, that that we have people that would would try to work for the the, the process, the democratic process. Would do that. I just can't to fill it in ballots. Just. I should say. Now, why is that? bad well if you know anything about voting you know that it's one vote for one person it's not i work at the elections office therefore ah. you give me a stack of ballots and i'll fill them out and then i'll just throw them in this box here and, and that i'll get like 50 i'll get 500 votes and you get one vote but the thing is you know what that needs to be that needs to be on television who these people are it needs to be shown who these people are so that, you know, people on the left can be like, no, we didn't cheat. It was the Russians, you know. No, these people need to be called out for stuff like this, not just by us on the Internet. I mean, like names, faces, you know, there I know in schools now they have surveillance, at least show the surveillance tapes of them doing this so that everybody can get on board with the fact that this happened. But that's what she said. Ahead. This is her sworn testimony so uh, i believe this was she should have uh, taken video affidavit. with her yeah. phone she basically gave this sworn uh, account of what happened saying that she was basically fired the day after she realized what was going on she went into this room she saw them basically filling in blank ballots and Take a video she basically was fired the next day so she went and she told her story she gave a sworn affidavit Right here, you can read through it if you want to get all the, the exact details of what she says. Oh, disgusting. But this is the real, <laughs> this is the actual uh, Twitter uh, status for the Associated Press, or their, their uh, actually their background photo here. It literally Sheeps. is a guy with a whole thing of sheep and walking up a street, it looks like. They're playing. So let me ask you this. Is, I mean, is the AP basically just saying you are the sheep and they are this guy and they are hurting you? Is that what this is? Yes. Or did somebody like hack into there and put this up? I'm sure it would have been no. cool by now if they had. Uh, but it's just, it's like they, they literally, see, they don't even care. They're like, They're hey. They're mocking us. It's like a joke, people. 
This is so accurate. Look, we're leading sheep. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Like, they, I thought that was a good idea, I guess, so good for them. Anyway, it gave us a, a really good chance for this quippy little response. And the next one here basically says, uh, will election fraud be revealed soon? And then Q said, this is all the way from, from April 19th, guys. April 19th, months and months ago. Q says, yes, midterms are safe. Watch California. Q says, news unlocks Q. This is exactly what we talked about at the beginning of this episode. Talk about California and these wildfires. And then obviously you had the, 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 uh, the attack. Let's talk this about time, these weapons. What private email addresses did Hussein use while in uh, office? Why would North Korea allow access to Eric Schmidt? Nothing is ever truly erased, deleted. These people are stupid, right? This is talking about something incredible. This is basically Q telling us, hey, if you look at this, the Obama staff, the Obama uh, cabinet were heavily involved in setting up these private networks through North Korea where they could basically have this secret messaging service. And uh, this goes all the way back to dead drop Gmail. I'm not gonna go through all that because you guys uh, mostly know about it, but basically I'll just give you the quick rundown of it. It's just, Q has insinuated that major top officials were communicating with each other secretly using Gmail uh, as like a sort of dead drop box. As in, instead of sending emails over the internet, what they would do is they would create a Gmail account, they would go in, they would type up a draft, an email draft, then that draft would save, they would share the login credentials with the person they're trying to send the message to, that person would go in, read the draft, then leave their own draft, thereby creating some sort of like dead drop communication system through Gmail. But it's all and there. Then gives an How dumb do they have to be now? Come on. One on August 15th where he says, text, emails, drafts, uh, and that's Gmail, ham comms, which is crazy, uh, PlayStation Xbox chat logs, it says James Comey, uh, Barack Obama, Chuck Schumer, Loretta Lynch, uh, Andrew McCabe, uh, Nellie Orr, and Sally Yates. Bonus. It's like a new language. You just see it's J-C-B-O-C-S-L-L number two N-O-S-Y. Q, that's funny. Um, Q. You should have said B-H-O. <laughs> and Q gives us this Dan Bongino status, right? And you guys know and love Dan Bongino, I'm sure, as, as I do. This guy's smart, clever, patriot, good guy. He says, well, 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 isn't this interesting? Comey had sensitive FBI emails on his private Gmail account. And if you go to Bongino.com, where this article was posted, this talks incredibly about the fact that Comey had sensitive FBI emails on his own private Gmail account. Gmail account, guys. Oh man, wow. So I don't know what else you can say. This is so sick. I, I just can't believe it, that they have these apps. You know, I'd like to defer the conversation for just a second. You know I'm a comedian, but I also think out of the box. And I'm just like, so if we've got some of them that are like hybrids, half reptilian or whatever, what if there's some kind of something that you can put, you know, while they're you know, on C-SPAN televised that'll make them flip right on the cameras and everybody will, you know, know. You know how, like, if you want to scare rats, you just put coyote pee in the area and then it's a wrap. So what if we get some kind of our version of coyote pee? Wait a second, you know what? 
I think it's probably blood or whatever that would just probably turn them and then they would just like go off and then we'd know which one of them's are reptiles or not. That's how we can find out. I'm just Another example of there. news unlocking, you know, what <laughs> Q's been telling us, right? Unlock Q it. says, dig deeper. Reread the uh, uh, drops regarding Gmail and Xbox P PlayStation comms. It says there's a reason why directly after the drop, uh, Microsoft shut down their entire network to erase and collected and stored uh. data. Sometimes people need to see the future in order to save the past. They didn't want anybody to know that they lost. They had really low Xbox scores and they didn't want, they were embarrassed. Right? They didn't want anybody to know. So look at this, this was crazy. Um, I can't find the exact article, but I remember covering the story very clearly. And it basically was that the uh, whole entire Xbox Live platform like crashed right after this drop happened, like nationwide, I think it was like internationally. And Q basically told us, look, they did that so they could go in and, and, and erase all of the chat logs that would have exposed these people. Like, could you imagine? Like, and this is just, I, have... I, I mean, yeah, imagine if like Loretta Lynch got really, really low, like beneath, I don't know, somebody really dumb. She was really embarrassed because her grandkids would be like, ah, you scored lower than Hillary. Picture in my head of John Brennan sitting off. in his office, right, with a little, with his little PlayStation, uh, or his Xbox controller with his little uh, uh, <laughs> headphone on with his little microphone going, you guys, uh, we gotta, we gotta set this up to, to get President Trump, we need, or candidate Trump, we need to uh, go spy on him, guys. <laughs> Sorry, it's my best uh, J John Brennan uh, <laughs> voice there. But no, seriously, like, look, that is what Q's basically telling us. So, that they, and, and he's on there with like Jim, James Comey and, Comey's like, yes sir, yes sir, I'll, uh, yes sir, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll shut down the, the Hillary investigation. I'm sorry, sir. And Loretta Lynch chimes, oh, you should, you should do what I say. I don't know. That sounded more like Bill Clinton. <laughs> anyway, you guys got all my impressions tonight, so you're lucky. Uh, that's, that's like a rare, uh, uh, thing. And now Q says, sometimes people need to see the future in order to save the past. I think that's a quote from something, but I don't know what it's from. But regardless... It's very true. Um, this may be the future of what we're going to see and, and hear is that, you know, you see the future in, in this whole story come out about James Comey and his Gmails. He's using them to, to, to give private, sensitive, classified information, it would seem. At least sensitive, it seems. <sighs> I don't know. That's where we're at, guys. We need to work to save uh, the past, maybe. I don't know. Anyway. It's all there. If you guys want to read it, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll throw links to all the stuff. All right. I that was that was great. I really enjoyed that. Uh, let's do one more and then we'll go back up. I want to know what the heck the plan is. What is the plan? On this Who knows? Who knows? Aviation broken long ago. Pain. Well, tell us what the episode's it's about. It's a landing page. Watch these last few videos and uh, definitely leave your thoughts in the comments and share these on your social media. And if you're scratching, all right, tell us. So the woman who met him actually decided, you know, after meeting with this guy, to call the police, obviously, because uh, she knew that the next day, this was back in August, that President Trump was going to be having a rally there. Uh, and she just thought it was, it, it was a good thing to do. I, I commended her when it happened uh, for her ability to. Oh, he's uh, talking about the person that made uh, threats against Ivanka. They caught him. 
anyway. pull off the greatest military intelligence operation of all time, uh, whereby they are uh, systematically, as it says, destroying the old guard while simultaneously um, feeding the public the information that they deserve to know that the mainstream media will not report on. So I think that's really what, what this is uh, talking about. It says the swamp is everywhere. So I don't know if he's making the insinuation that Will Summer is a swamp creature. I mean, to be quite honest, uh, having read his work and seen his his accuracy in reporting, I completely would, would not uh, hesitate to say for one second that he may be a part of that swamp apparatus, right? Just another swamp creature. Now, and of course, these are like metaphorical terms. I'm not saying this guy's a literal swamp thing. I'm saying that if you understand what we're talking about, what the swamp is, and you understand what we're, we're getting at here, then you'll understand what that statement said. So it's saying there's a reason some could no longer be trusted. And I hesitate to say, but I think this may be the reference to Jeff said. You are witnessing the systematic destruction of the old guard. We know this. This is actually an earlier post, so I might skip ahead. Shadow it's players. It's just a way to shield all of the information that would prove that basically there was corruption at the highest levels all the way through the last campaign and, and uh, administration all the way up until President Trump took office in January of 2017. Wow. So I hope this is all making sense, right? Because what is it? It is. It is. And I, I think we're, I thought we're caught up. We did a good job. I said I would link down. Now let's pontificate, guys. Let's pontificate. Good morning, folks. Welcome to our channel. We appreciate each and every one of you coming. We Hi, thank William Mount. This is William Mount. For coming. You are the salt of the earth. Thank We're you. We're not, we don't want to harass or bully anyone, but we are going to tell the truth. Subscribe and make the elite squirm. A particular aide said that guess who's running in 2020 yep, we're not allowed to say that name because the second we say that name uh, our computer scrabbles itself and our phone turns off what whoever this pig is apparently mark penn her aide said true to her name she will fight this out until the last dog lies so the frazzled is rat it? is running for office the problem is which frazzled rat now, every time we pull up the pictures of the frazzled rat, our computer dies. So this pig, who works with the CIA and Lucifer directly. Oh, no. Apparently, number, the frazzled rat number six said oh, she... Oh, Rodham is come, trying to come back? Let a little thing like two stunning defeats stand in her way, her way of claiming the White House. It's about her claiming the White House. Give it up. Because she had a humiliating loss in 2016 because the CIA said she was going to win, and she didn't. There are a whole lot of things at play, folks. And there are at least, we're on at least number six. The first one is gone. She died. The next five died. We're on, or four died. We're on number six. He's talking about her clones. But you know what? This is, like, laughable. I mean, it's scary that it's still a possibility. But you guys... Like, let's just say, I know I'm going out on a limb again, but let everyone should have a dream, okay? Let's say that JFK Jr. is still alive and somehow, I don't know, Pence goes somewhere else. Then there's nobody that the Democrats could run. Nobody. They could put George Clooney on there. He would lose. 
then then they would be unbeatable. And we'd probably get a hell of a lot of Democrats. We would get a hell of a lot. MAGA Democrats would be on voting for that ticket. Think about it. Think about it. Manifest. To the 21st century economically, with 1.2 billion and 150 million houses occupied. China, the Chinese, the average Chinese guy who invests, has 74% of his investment money in the housing market. And right now, one in four houses are empty. Many of them are selling for 60% less than what they sold for two months ago. A lot of them are selling for 30% less. You see, they've been building all these homes. And there's definitely more than 50 million empty units. There's empty cities. So there's likely to be 100 million empty apartments, but nobody's moving into them because the red Chinese communist government controls everything, including the price for rent. So if you're working for 10 American dollars a day, they might charge you 7 American dollars a day to live in a 10 by 10 little apartment. Oh, that's messed up. People are moving back in with their parents in China, and they're saying, this is this sucks. No We're shame in the game. The farm because <laughs> we work in the city, we earn $10 a day, and they charge you 7 or $8 for a 10 by 10 little flat. We got a sink, we got a toilet, we got a shower, and we got a bed. And we live inside the middle of a high rise. No window, no access to air, that's it. Oh, that's bad. And you've seen the Chinese houses, they're just ridiculous. No. So in China, there are closer to 75 million empty apartments in China. So. Their economy is cracking. Oh, no. And the stocks in the United States are falling down. And the reason is because President Trump announced that we're no longer going to allow China to steal our technology. Oh, and no. we're not going to make our military computer chips in China. All of our military gear is not going to be made overseas. For the first time in history, we have a president that can think, oh my God. But with their losses, I'm wondering if they're trying to get some of that land that they've invested in in California. Just wondering about Because we're not making our stuff in China. Our F-35s don't work because the Chinese chips were hacked and our planes fall out of the sky. And... Sorry, I don't know what that was all about. In Italy, we have a world cracking. Oh, no. Can you believe that the frazzled rat is going to run again? Frazzled rat number six. In Italy, they're warning of a suicide massacre for Italy. What's happening is they have a $400 billion hole in their debt. That's huge for Italy. The banks are being audited by the Federal Reserve System and they're finding that the debt in Italy is huge. Oh no. And that nobody can plug the hole. There's not enough money in all of Italy to plug the holes. Now the don't say that because somebody need to hit up the Vatican. Okay? Some, they paid for that big snake of a, a sanctuary that they got. Vatican got plenty of money. Now showing up. And the, the Italian people should be like knocking on the door. Pope, Pope, you said we're supposed to share all the money. And then see what he says. And I'll be here to find out. When you get the answer, let me know. System. <laughs> Remember, President Trump appointed six of the seven people into the Federal Reserve. They're not allowing bailouts anymore. When the Italian market cracks, which is being caused by the European Union, when the Italian market cracks, 
France holds a lot of those debt notes. The French economy will crack, and then the German economy will crack. And it's over for the Euro. It's over. And the, the linchpin is in the pigs' nation. Not because the people are pigs. Don't get me wrong. The Portugal, Italy, Spain, Greece. Oh. Their debts are cracking. Massive holes as they get audited by the Federal Reserve System. Oh, gosh. I want to help those three countries. I would design such stuff for you that you, you could have people come in there and making money and employing people. Oh. Wait a minute. Wait. You're missing $400 billion here and $200 billion there and $300 billion there. It's happening all over Europe. Deutsche Bank, which holds $7 trillion of junk hedge funds that are worth nothing. Deutsche Bank is upside down. Many of the banks in Italy are upside down, which same in, in Spain, in Greece, which will lead to the fall of France and the fall of Germany. But why not? Germany's led by a Nazi, a Sta She was head of the Stasi party. E. They socialist organization. Son of Hitler! You know, national, let's see, Nazi, national socialist, the same as the Democratic Party. Sta we don't want no Nazis. Socialist. She was in the state socialist. Turning us into zombies. Oh, no. She's a Nazi. Eating us like edamame. I oh, no. So if their economy falls, it's because the people voted for another Nazi. And Nicolas Sarkozy, oh my God, remember him? <laughs> President of France? <coughs> God is stretching his hands out. Remember he made a statement and we showed Stretch it on him TV. out and slap these people a couple of times. I like sex with six-month-old children. Oh, no. He was president of France. So now we've got this Macron. What a name. Unbelievable. This Macron who slept with a woman who's 25 years older than him. And he's turned the palace of Versailles into uh, a black gay palace. Oh. That's right. What? He has a 65-year-old wife. He's 40 years old and he hangs out with black people. He likes the blacks! William, you hate on him because he's like the brothers. He's Muslims. How do you be a... How and they're Muslim on top of that. Imagine, guess who's coming to dinner with that going on. Gay Muslim. I haven't figured that out. <laughs> so he has turned the Palace of Versailles into a gay orgy. You wonder why God's destroying a lot of these countries? Because their leadership is so immoral that their economy is being taken down. There was an ambassador that came to the United States a hundred years ago. And he says, you know, everybody worships God, so your economy is exploding. Yeah, now everybody worships Lucifer, and it's all falling apart. I mean, we had Yadageddon not too long ago. And that was in Europe. Yacht explodes in Italy. People are not worshiping God, so the rich are getting hit hard, and they're, they're not going to get the insurance money to repair these yachts. These are 100-foot yachts. These are 60-foot yachts. Oh, you've got some 30-foot and some 40, but you've got some 60- and 100-foot yachts. Absolutely I like how William and destroyed. The He's just like, God don't like ugly smash. I'm oh. not going to take care of that. The small yachts owned by the common people were left alone. God took out the large yachts owned by the rich elites. Look at that. These are the larger yachts la, la, owned by the rich la, la, la. elite. A wave came in, went over the embankment, <laughs> and it destroyed all of the very oh, large no. yachts, which are usually parked on the outside of the marina. So the boats on the inside of the marina are the littler boats. And so the larger yachts bypassed them, went on land, and God spared the little boats, the fishing boats. 
Unbelievable. God is raising his hand and taking care of these freaks. And the economy for Apple is beginning to fall as their stocks fall. iPhone story is showing cracks. Apple slides under 200 after key supplier plummets on forecast cut. Nobody's buying the Apple iPhone. Nobody's they buying can't afford it. smartphones. They're either going back to flip phones. Look, people cannot afford it, number one. If they're doing 101 functions, they don't stay charged. And I'm weary about it because I just heard somebody had it in their hand and someone just came and like, like they're snatching them unless you have, you know, fake like your phone is decrepit. That's why I don't mind my phone looking decrepit. Fine, nobody wants my phone. But these people out here, oh, look, I just got an iPhone X. And then that's like stupid. Or they're making their smartphones last longer or going back to an older smartphone that they've already manufactured and have in stock. Nobody wants these new smartphones that you can't take the battery out of. Right. I already tried uh, calling Governor Rick Scott in Broward County, the pit of hell, and uh, <laughs> my phone locked up, so I had to remove the battery. I will oh, not no. have a phone without a removable battery. Ugh. Unbelievable. Here um, it is again. The frazzled rat is running for office in 2020. She's we bad. need to get on our knees and we need to pray that the frazzled rat is neutralized immediately. Pray on. And if you want to see what's happening in Broward County, go to William Mount 2. And you will find in Broward County, where all the election fraud is in Florida, it's been going on for years, that the Governor Rick Scott has not arrested anyone, that the high school shooting occurred in Florida in Broward County, that Mar-a-Lago is in Broward County, that the bomb scares are coming out of Broward County. It's all happening in Palm Beach, Broward County. But that's on William Mount, too. Anyway, God bless. Thank you very much. And pray that... The truth comes out about the frazzled rat that we're on frazzled rat number six. We can't show you the pictures or our computer shuts down. We can't even say that word or our computer shuts down. Jane figured that out. Every time I say that word, my computer shuts down. Oh, no. Just, she is that powerful. Whoever runs Microsoft, whoever runs Google. Why are you saying she? Evil as the day is long in the middle of summer. And if you say that name... And you're doing a story, your computer will freeze up. God bless. Thank you very much. We appreciate each and every one of you. You are the salt of the earth. Pray for President Trump's safety. Pray that he does not eat any appetizers on the 21st of November. Because one of them is spiked for him. What? We don't want that to happen. God bless. Thank you very much. William Mount, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Oh gosh, let's just pray and rock it out. Kyla Powers Radio. I'll give you arts and crafts. Just to keep it on the up, keep it on the up, guys. 
Kyle Powers Radio. Kyla Powers Radio. Guten Tag, my friends. Hope you've been having, living good lives. We're going to go into it with Karen Hughes on the network of global corporate control. An update. Here we go. She says this is on. It's happening. It's happening, people. Great. Let's hear it. Director, Maurice Jackson, studio producer and director, and Couchet Starnes, audio and teleprompter. There's a huge disconnect between the lives of the banking cartel working through the journalists and lawyers and accountants tell you, and reality. The banking cartel manipulates journalists and lawyers and accountants to create a false theater for its crooked agents to act out on the world stage. Behind this facade of normalcy is the network of global corporate control that has bribed and threatened and sometimes murdered the people in secret societies so that they play along with the script. The network of global corporate control does this by printing paper money with which to pay these bribes and to enslave the rest of us. Behind the network of global corporate control is the black nobility, descended from the pharaonic bloodline family. Ever since the previous ice age, until we won by exposing banking cartels' corruption and lies to a critical mass of people, the black nobility had control. This villain, organized into one single corporation headed by the superior general of the Jesuits, has also lied to you about the past. Most of what you think happened before 1600 happened at a different time. A lot of what you think you know is wrong. Moscow State University is trying to correct the lies. We have been building up to this day for a long time. Today, I'm announcing the defeat of the black nobility. It's going to take some time for this truth to percolate through. That's largely because of mind control weapons. Let's talk about mind control. Why should you believe me? I answered this question in last week's episode and in my social media just before this episode. Now I'm going to summarize. The short answer is that I'm working with all of humanity and we own the wealth of the world. And what I retweeted this morning, it's further back up to my statement that I'm speaking on behalf of the Coalition for the Rule of Law. This coalition has defeated the black nobility and banking cartel. The global currency reset is going to happen 
and the rest of the commotion from the network of global corporate control is noise just to confuse you. The organization chart showing the roles of Jose Rizal and Ferdinand Marcos, who were then the Black Pope and M1, when they deposited the wealth of the world into the World Bank and International Monetary Fund. That was in last week's teleprompter. And there's a slide for that, and I showed it again in this week's teleprompter. Jose Rizal, who was the superior general of the Jesuits at the end of World War II, worked with his lawyer, Ferdinand Marcos, to put the world's wealth into the global debt facility. The global debt facility is a large trust that's managed by a world cooperative. The cooperative is called the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund. It's run by a board of governors. I speak for the board of governors of the World Bank and International Monetary Fund. I'm the acting general counsel of the World Bank, and I also work with the board of the International Monetary Fund. I worked in the World Bank's legal department for 21 years and reported corruption. I'm taking direction from all of humanity. We are all going to be free from the banking cartel. We're going to stop paying interest on country debt to the bankers. This is a big scam. If you want to see how this is a scam, focus on the 1984 Grace Commission report under Ronald Reagan, and I put links to that report in the teleprompter. The report shows the Internal Revenue Service is a fraud that collects taxes for the banking dynasties. 100% of what's collected is absorbed solely by interest on the federal debt. All individual income tax revenues are gone before one nickel is spent on the services taxpayers expect from the government there's a clearly defined villain. We're looking for an, an important evil agency in the plot. Two years ago in the segment called Who Done It, this was a sequel to Sean Hirose's video, Stop the Swiss Nazis, we described the villain. The network of global corporate control is a conglomerate that's been corrupting the politicians and business moguls all over the world. The Bank for International Settlements is the group of private central bankers who issue paper money. In the United States, this is the Federal Reserve. From Sean Gross, we also learned that these Swiss Nazis, whom we call the network of global corporate control, have been operating out of Switzerland ever since the Templars were outlawed in France on Friday, October 13, 1307, when the French king, Philip the Fair, arrested all the Templars in France. We also learned how during the Thirty Years' War, between 1618 until 1648, about 100,000 Swiss mercenaries under Templar control committed genocide against the Germans, killing 20 million Germans and their children. That corresponded to two-thirds of the German population. Whole cities disappeared from the earth. And in Alsace-Lorraine, Gallo-Roman Alsace-Swiss mercenaries 
killed 95% of the population. In a video which I tweeted on the 3rd of August, we learned that this villain has been with humanity as long ago as 9200 BC and probably before this ice age. This villain is good at hiding because it buys up all the media, internet search engines, and YouTube. Last week, I tweeted how the villain lied about who YouTube really is and how Google was created by the CIA. It took me hours to write my tweet because of the hackers and advanced weapons that tried to prevent me from getting through. I got through, and I'm still getting through. This is how you know that the black nobility is defeated. The banking cartel tells you nothing but lies to keep you from finding out what is real and what is made up. The banking cartel and the black nobility at its center are hiding reality from you. They've been lying to you for centuries. Your entire concept of what happened in history has been distorted. It's not only your past where you've been duped. I'll give you an example of a bold-faced lie involving the owner of YouTube. According to the October 15th and 18th, 2018 issue of New York Magazine, the CEO of YouTube, Susan Wojcicki, is the most powerful woman on the internet. New York Magazine says on page 58, CEO of YouTube, Google was started out of Susan Wojcicki's garage in 1998. She rented it to Larry Page and Sergey Brin. Google didn't start out of Susan Wojcicki's garage. Google was a project of the intelligence community. According to an article by Nafis Ahmed called How the CIA Made Google, the NSA, CIA, U.S. Air Force Research Laboratory, as well as the U.S. Army's Space and Naval Warfare Systems Command, named the project where Google really began. Matt? Now, I just want to interrupt for a second to explain to people, we're going to have a uh, some talking about the intellectual property theft that's going on of Americans, especially with uh, advanced computer systems, uh, internet networks. If you followed American uh, intelligence media, they have Michael McGibbon on all the time, the real, real inventor of Facebook and his uh, his um, constituents, the, the people that that helped him do that, his stock uh, owners that contributed to make sure that that was brought to fruition. And it was taken over and they made up stories to us about how Facebook came into uh, existence. It's a total lie, the whole thing with Zuckerberg. And that's why they had to have the movie, The Social Network, to convince us of the lie. So they've been lying about how all of these FANG and all, all of these companies were created and why they function. 
And it's time for humanity to wake it up. Because there are great inventors out there. And they're swooping in. And they're taking it for their own nefarious purposes. So I'm hopefully going to be able to give you even more on the creation on some of these uh, these corporate vultures. Here we go. Digital data systems. In writing the teleprompter, I had to upload the entire article again because the black nobility was trying to keep on lying to you. In a couple of minutes, I'm going to speak to you extemporaneously. I do this now at the end of the programs because some people don't like when I read from the teleprompter. I write all the teleprompters, and these are a quick way of keeping my followers informed. It's also important for people to see that I'm well and can think on my feet. One of the ways I use to resist the military electromagnetic weapons is to make music. I'm now preparing a Bach duet with okay. another cellist. We have a pianist to accompany us. <laughs> I was not surprised to find out that the National Institute of Health and the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts have an ongoing research project into how music affects the mind. After the fall of the Twin Towers in 2001, many people learned that something was seriously amiss in our world. For me, it was probably the Vietnam War when I stopped accepting explanations from people in authority. My comment on an article about September 11, 2001 has helped many understand the difference between the banking cartel's version of reality and actual reality. Twitter removed a tweet about the reason the banking cartel's empire is ending. And this was my comment. Your article has not named the empire as Vitaly Glotfelder and Battiston of ETH Zurich, the network of global corporate control. You are incorrect also that the immediate future remains unclear, particularly for Western nations. We've been guided by an accurate power transition model that comes from the U.S. National War College. You're correct that we are now witnessing the final days of an empire which will be written about with historical clarity. Your last point how exactly did they get away with what they did for so long, and why did we not see it? We did see it, and by raising red herrings in the alternative media, the answer to your question can be understood readily through this comment. The legal profession is corrupt. When Anton Scalia tried to break ranks, and now something happened to the teleprompter, but that doesn't bother me because I was going to speak extemporaneous. We love anyway. it when you do. One of the things that you see happen in the, um, my social media was that I put, uh, are we supposed to wind down? No, I have time to, um, it, it turns out that the teleprompter is flashing for me. And Neil Gorsuch is also bankrupt because I gave Neil Gorsuch the exact same opportunity to correct the record and he didn't. Oh, and okay, this is see, very important. Are we supposed to wind down? 
what was true and that he was harming me. And I sent him a duplicate of that the following month. And then I said, if, uh, if I was wrong, he had to correct me. And if he didn't correct me, Who's he about uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Here we because go. Because we've bankrupted him under something called a commercial lien. What I did was I sent uh, Brett Kavanaugh the third notice. And what I did was I sent him a statement telling him what was true and that he was harming me. And I sent him a duplicate of that the following month. And then I said, if, uh, if I was wrong, he had to correct me. And if he didn't correct me, I was going to get a default judgment against him. And that's exactly what happened. So now Brett Kavanaugh is bankrupt. What? And you would think, you would think that if I was wrong, he would have corrected me. So it's very clear, I'm not wrong. When I say that the United States Constitution is not in effect, Wake up, it's not in effect. And that was exactly what happened with Anton Scalia. You saw, I called Anton Scalia out. And then when Anton Scalia decided that he was, he was going to answer the criticism by agreeing with me, he was murdered. And that's the whole reason why there was a, another vacancy. And Neil Gorsuch is also bankrupt because I gave Neil Gorsuch the exact same opportunity to correct the record, and he didn't. And you can see the statements that I put in front of Brett Kavanaugh that he hasn't bothered to answer. It's out there in public, very much in public. Now, doesn't this change the narrative on a whole lot of things? I don't know who's lying, but somebody's lying somewhere, people. And that's the whole point about the disclosure of corruption from the banking cartel. This is all happening out in public for everyone to see. And the, the audience has grown uh, exponentially. I was having a conversation with um, one of the people that I've been working with. And that's actually a, a, an important thing for you to realize that I'm working with all of humanity. I'm not just sitting here um, doing things on a whim. I'm accountable to all of you. And I'm putting, I'm answering your questions and I'm putting everything on the record. And one of the people, Leo Freeman, has shown everyone how they can go back and download every single thing that I've written for many years. And you can see that things are all very consistent. And that's one of the ways that you can see that uh, I'm telling the truth. Because there's no way that I could have made all of this up consistently and logically. And that's, that's the thing that you have to do as your homework. You have to go and look at the record and you have to try to think logically. And as we've been discussing, it's not that easy to think logically because there are very powerful weapons that are trying to interfere with your thinking and the way that you can overcome this. Actually, one of the ways is by making music. That's a very powerful way of restoring the brain. But another way is to work together with other people, uh, a very small group. And these should be people that you like very well because you need to stay in touch with them as we work forward. There's a whole series of agenda items, and I discussed these with you 
last week what these agenda items are. And there are ongoing questions. Uh, one of the conversations that I'm having with Leo Friedman, he asked me a question whether, uh, you know, we're going to be exchanging currencies. He wanted to know whether it was just an individual who was going to be permitted to exchange currencies or whether corporations could. And I said, no, corporations cannot. It's got to be natural persons who are given the opportunity to exchange the paper currency for the currency out of gold, which we call oro. So that was one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, and I also wanted to talk to you about um, what's actually behind a lot of what we're doing. It's a difference in approach to consciousness. I can tell at the very center how this is working. I review a lot of emails that I get, uh, comments on the archive, and I can see that the questions are getting quite specific and quite sharp. And I also notice that um, sometimes it's difficult for me to keep track of all of get to it, Karen. people realize this. It's a critical mass, and the number of people that realize this grows, and especially it will grow if you reach out to other people. And when you do, it's not going to be that easy to find people who want to discuss these issues with you. Maybe maybe one out of ten will be ready to discuss these issues. And the other nine, these are people that are very sensitive to the military weaponry. Hey guys, this is Sean from SGT Report, and I just wanted to take a brief minute to offer this caveat. Here we, we're going to show Karen here. Uh, this is 2017 she was saying this. But I think finally, I think finally it's actually happened. People, we're, we're going to get that currency change. And anytime Karen has anything to say about it, Kyla Powers will be here to report on it. That's it for now.